You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Welcome back to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is episode 259 of this podcast. Today is Monday, November 22nd, 2021. It is Thanksgiving week in America. This is the week in which we celebrate as families all of the many ways in which God has blessed us. We take time and we have a feast together and we count the many ways in which God has blessed us, in which he has provided for us. We give thanks to the good Lord. We're not just giving thanks in the abstract. We are giving thanks to the Almighty and recognizing him and acknowledging him in all our ways. More on that as the week goes on. But for the time being, I want to talk about three news stories in conjunction with one another. And this actually relates to two episodes ago where we talked about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. He has been acquitted on all charges, tried, and a jury of his peers found him not guilty on all charges brought. The brought charges were brought on the basis of political calculation, not based on the evidence as the evidence showed, the charges should never have been brought. It was obvious from the get-go that he was innocent. They had nothing. But before we get into some of what is happening, and there's, I am sure, far more that will happen than has already happened in relation to the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict, I want to talk about a piece by John Regolizzo at thedailywire.com from November 19th, which was Friday. The headline is NBC columnist. Parents aren't qualified, should keep their noses out of education. I won't read this entire piece, but I will read some of the quotes. I'll put a link in the podcast description and you can go and read the whole article for yourself if you're a Daily Wire subscriber, perhaps also if you are not a Daily Wire subscriber. Either way, I would encourage you to get a subscription to the Daily Wire, support them, support the people who are fighting. Nobody can deny that the Daily Wire crew is doing something. They are definitely doing something on behalf of this country in a lot of fronts. But Christina Wyman is quoted in the second paragraph. Parents and politicians across the country are interfering with the curricula that public schools use to teach students. Christina Wyman is an author and professor of teaching education and she writes this piece for NBC News's Think newsletter. A 
Apparently, she does not like the idea that parents and politicians are trying to get CRT, critical race theory, banned from public education. She's also upset about the removal of, quote, literary classics from libraries. The literary classics there is in quotes. The concern on the part of parents and politicians has to do with explicit sexual content. Parents are trying to shield students. Well, let me tell you, Christina Wyman, that is part of the job of parents. Part of the job of parents is to protect their children from bad influences, from bad examples, from bad company. Bad company corrupts good morals, as the saying goes. Christina Wyman writes, Part of the problem is that parents think they have the right to control teaching and learning because their children are the ones being educated. It actually, gasp, doesn't work that way. Quote, Teaching, too, is a science unless they're licensed and certified, parents aren't qualified to make decisions about curricula. In fact, parental interference can actually hinder student advancement. An educator's primary goal is to teach students to think. Parents who attempt to influence curricula with their personal opinions, ideologies, and biases hinder that goal. Continuing on, she says anyone can walk into a classroom with an understanding of, or at least an opinion about, the content, but not everyone can succeed in teaching it. She makes much of the fact that public school teachers are credentialed and professional. They get paid to do it, therefore they must be better at it, more competent, more qualified than parents. If they did it for free, with the same qualifications, maybe they wouldn't be as trustworthy. But because they get paid for it, they must be, therefore, more credible, have better judgment, be more reliable. Because somebody gave them a credential, they must be more qualified. They must have better judgment. On this point, I might pause just for a second for a detour and say, I think it would be funny if some enterprising person were to start handing out certificates to parents. Apparently we need some kind of a credential which says that by virtue of being parents, we have the right to say what is good for our children, what is not good for our children. So long as there's some kind of a credential, you know, it makes me think of Ron Swanson from Parks and Recreation. There's this wonderful scene in which he is stopped by a park ranger. And actually, why don't we just play that scene briefly? It's not quite as enjoyable without the visual, but take a listen. Why are we having a conference room meeting? Leslie's gone. Ron has taken initiative, and he is leading the meeting. <laughs> He's not joking. I wanted to let you all know that I will be throwing the annual Parks Department Employee Appreciation Barbecue. You're going to throw the Leslie Nope Employment Enjoyment SummerSlam Grill Jam Fun Explosion. That's right. You are going to oversee the popsicle eating contest, the slip and slide a thon, the watermelon carving, the gazpacho off, and 
star in a one-woman show about parks, rules, and regulations. Parks and Dolls! I got your park right here. Its name is Ramsett Park. And, and its gates are open from dawn till dark. I am Run not doing it. any of that, which is the point. Every summer, Leslie throws a barbecue to thank the parks and maintenance staff. It's horrifying. Barbecues should be about one thing, good shared meat. There will be no froofy desserts. There will be no giant soap bubble guns. There will be no adult men in costumes. And most of all, there will be no vegetables. Well, Brian, can we at least have corn on the cob? No. I offered Ron a job last month and he turned me down. And it literally broke my heart. But now I see that this is truly where he belongs. Way to be, Ron. You're really getting it done, man. He can't hear me. Okay, let's begin the barbecue. Oh, hey, little guy. What are you doing? Oh, no. Everyone, meet your meat. Oh, no, 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 no. Why are you doing this to us? Well, in my opinion, not enough people have looked their dinner in the eyes and considered the circle of life. This is your dinner. His name is Tom. <laughs> Burn. Seriously? No, I understand that it's hilarious, but that is his given Christian name. Tom is very smart and incredibly loyal. He's basically a dog. A dog we're going to cook, chew, and swallow. Dude, there's kids around here. Good point. Which one of you youngsters wants to help me drain the blood from this animal? If you do a good job, I'll give you the bladder. You can blow it up for a fun play ball. Hey, Ron, you're not gonna slaughter that pig here, are you? Not to worry. I have a permit. This just says, I can do what I want. I am the director of the parks department, and this is a park. It's not a parks thing. It's against like three laws and a dozen health codes. Fine. Barbecue is postponed until I can go pick up some meat from the food and stuff. Let's go, Tom. No, pig Tom. <laughs> and that's a wrap. The real-life Ron Swanson, by the way, is uh, not that way. He is uh, pretty well a flaming liberal, which is unfortunate. But, alas, I digress. I've got a permit right here. All this says is, I can do what I want. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Apparently, that's what we need for Christine Wyman over on the NBC News newsletter, think we need a permit. At the end of the day, that's what a certificate is. That's what a credential is. It's a piece of paper, honestly. It's a piece of paper that says you have passed the gauntlet. You have run through all of the coursework that some authority said that you need to in order to be qualified and what's missed here with our elitist, academic, progressive crowd is that the world doesn't revolve around their little echo chamber of what they think is acceptable and what they don't think is acceptable. They think that that is how the world should work. You consult the experts. They are the experts. How convenient for them. And they can't fathom somebody having authority outside of them having given that authority to those people. In part because that's not the way their mind works. And that's part of why 
it's not a good idea for them to be unchecked, unaccountable to anybody but themselves. For them to be accountable only to other credentialed people is just another way of saying that the conclusion is foregone and we're going to do what we want. But parents also have a right. We have the primary right, actually, after God himself, to decide how our children are educated. And when our children are learning critical race theory in schools, when it's corrupting their minds, when it's polluting their sense of themselves, their sense of the community around them, their sense of the country itself, at a certain point, it bears asking, is this seditious? I think, quite frankly, that it is. Because it isn't about our children learning about race, as Joy Reid commented after the Virginia election turned into Republicans taking all of the important offices in the state of Virginia. She says it's about white parents not wanting their children to learn about race. No, it's about parents of every color not wanting their children to learn that people of color are helpless victims who can't get anywhere without your paternalistic progressive utopia. It's about white parents also, yes, not wanting their children to hate themselves just because they were born white. Is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask that someone should be presumed innocent until proven guilty? I certainly don't think so. But this really isn't about race. This really is not first and foremost about race. Race is a prop. Race is a lever for progressives. It has been for some time. It is a useful implement, a tool for manipulation. Learn about Edward Bernays and the power of suggestion, the power of the soft sell, the power of implying far more than you're actually claiming because you don't want to be accountable to the claims that you're making. And so you only imply, you only suggest what it is that you want. You don't say explicitly that you want communism. Unless, of course... A certain young white man is acquitted of all charges after shooting three other young white men in self-defense. I love the Babylon Bee take on this. The Kyle Rittenhouse verdict demonstrates that it's no longer safe for someone to try and beat someone else to death with a skateboard in America. What is this country coming to? But take a listen to one of these demonstrations in Chicago, which happened over the weekend. Leftists all over the country, in Oregon, in Washington, in Chicago, in Wisconsin, are letting it be known that they're not going to stand for this level of injustice. Here's just a little taste of some of the things being said at some of these protests and what's really driving it. Solution is communist revolution. The only solution is communist revolution. The only solution is communist revolution. That's why we need communists. That's what we need. We need that. We need that We need that to stay And here's another one. 
from outside the Kenosha courthouse. Here are some activists with the revolutionary communists at the Revcoms is where you can find them on Twitter, calling on people outside the Kenosha courthouse to join their cause for an actual revolution, quote, actual revolution following the Rittenhouse verdict from Ford Fisher on Twitter. Take a listen. And we call on all the decent, justice-loving people to oppose this and to recognize that white supremacy is embedded in this system. That's right. We're the revolution club. And we are getting organized for an actual revolution, which takes millions and millions of people. And everybody with a heart for a future that is not based on white supremacy, misogyny, hatred of immigrants. Everybody needs to stand on the side of justice and find out about this revolution and get organized together with us. We say, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to get don't get the verdict we want with our French Revolution type justice, if we don't get the guillotines out here right now and off with Kyle Rittenhouse's head, we got to burn it all down. This is what CRT is actually about. CRT is actually the product of critical theory. It's an offshoot of critical theory which is an offshoot of the ideas of Antonio Gramsci, an Italian communist who basically concluded from prison after he was imprisoned by fascists, literal fascists who are not ultra conservatives, by the way, they're actually just a different flavor of leftist. But Antonio Gramsci from prison concluded since he had a lot of time to think about it, that the more prosperous Western nations weren't going to go for communism. They weren't going to go for a Marxist revolution like Russia did. The serfs were in a very, very bad state after centuries of rule by the czars. Serfdom was not at all kind. It was brutal. There was absolutely a double standard. It was a two-class system. You're either part of the aristocracy or you are one of these serfs. And if you're one of these serfs, you don't have the right to an education. You don't have really any rights at all. You live in a very dirty, disheveled, unsanitary, 
and uncivilized state of nature. And so communism looked good. Communism looked like an okay way to upend the system. It couldn't be any worse than this. Let's try it. And because there wasn't a rich intellectual heritage in Russia, and because the Russian aristocracy, for their part, really admired France and the United States, and they wanted some of that, but they wanted the French-style revolution more than they wanted the American-style self-government. They didn't question and examine and vet Marxism before they implemented it. Ironically, too, and I keep thinking about this, if you look at the history of the revolution, a people's history, a people's tragedy, rather, by Orlando Figes is a very hard read, but it's a history of the Bolshevik Revolution and Russia pre- and post-Bolshevik Revolution. But you had, in the one case, the Reds. The Reds were the Marxists, the Communists, the Soviets, who wanted to implement communism. And the conservatives, if you will, the folks who wanted to conserve the old way, the old standard, the czarist system, they were referred to as the whites. And if you know anything about Russia around that time, it was pretty much all white people and Asiatics. So the whites were not like Caucasian people, like ethnically white people as opposed to black and brown and red and yellow people. The whites were the folks politically who wanted to keep the old system. And I think actually that's a better analogy for what the left means in America when they decry white supremacy. They're talking about the old Russian revolution of reds versus whites. It's about politics. It's not about race, first and foremost. Race is just being used here as a prop to get people to be stupid, to make people stupid so that they support something that is actually very much an enslavement of all of us by a very few, by the intelligentsia, by the experts who think they know so much better. They're going to oversee the redistribution of wealth and as Animal Farm ends up by George Orwell, all of us are equal, all animals are equal, some are just more equal than others. But again, Christina Wyman at NBC News, writing for their newsletter, she doesn't believe that parents have any right to say, no, you can't teach my children that. That is garbage. That is toxic. That is actually a poison pill for their minds and their hearts that's going to destroy the soul of my child and by extension, it's going to destroy the soul of our community. And by extension, it's going to destroy the soul of our country. No, ban it. None of that. Radical pornography designed to destroy our sense of objective reality, objective truth, the dignity of human beings being shown to our children in schools, portrayed as great literature, as a way of deconstructing 
there being any idea that there's an objective standard of goodness and truth and beauty. No, you can't have that in our school library. You can't be giving that to kids as they're assigned reading. No. Christina Wyman doesn't want you as a parent getting in the way of critical race theory, teaching your children how to think. But we absolutely have to get in the way of our children being taught to think in ways that are evil, foolish, wicked, stupid. We absolutely have to get in the way. You know, if somebody with a sketchy-looking ice cream truck comes rolling down your block and you have some question about whether maybe this person is a convicted sex offender who preys on children, you absolutely don't let your kids run out and buy some ice cream. When the van comes rolling down the block and a sign is painted on the side, free candy, free ice cream, it doesn't matter what credential that guy driving the van holds. If you know he's a convicted sex offender, you say, I know, get off my block. I'm calling the cops. You at a minimum, don't let your kids anywhere near that guy. You don't let that guy anywhere near your kids, regardless what the piece of paper he pulls out says about his being authorized to be on your street. You just don't do it. Now, all of this is less and less theoretical. It shouldn't have been theoretical from the beginning, but some of us are a little bit slower on the uptick. We're a little distracted. We're not paying close attention to these things. Haven't been, rather. We're increasingly paying attention. And when all of a sudden it shifts from being about whether Kyle Rittenhouse had any right to self-defense, being dehumanized just because he dared to show up and disagree with the leftist anarchist mob in Kenosha, Wisconsin, when it shifts from being about whether he's objectively guilty to being about a communist revolution. We do well to pay attention to this headline, this tragic and heart-wrenching and gut-wrenching headline out of Waukesha, Wisconsin. And to be clear, this story is so fresh, we don't have all the facts. We need to wait for all the facts to come in. All I know is that the Epoch Times, one of the few journalistic sources that I trust, insofar as I trust any source, I don't fully trust the Epoch Times. They're certainly capable of getting things wrong. I haven't seen them being sloppy, slapdash just yet. I see them being very intentional. They can be wrong in an honest mistake sort of a way, but I don't think that they're intentionally trying to lie to us. I think they're intentionally trying to tell us the truth. <laughs> they have a headline out this morning, an article by Katabala Roberts. Witness describes Wisconsin Christmas parade attack suspect as black man with dreadlocks. 40 people reportedly have been injured. Five people have been killed. 
from what I have seen in other places, it's a fairly even distribution of adults and children. This was a Christmas parade. And an SUV plowed into this Christmas parade without warning. It's Wisconsin. I don't know how close Waukesha is to Kenosha. It wouldn't surprise me if Waukesha is fairly close. Scrolling on down here, it looks like Waukesha is 20 miles west of Milwaukee. It would not shock me to find that this is motivated and driven by the not guilty verdict, which Kyle Rittenhouse just received before we went into the weekend. Christine Wyman, writing for NBC News newsletter, Think has it exactly wrong on parents and whether they have a right to object to their children being taught critical race theory. And just the fact that we suspect and can reasonably suspect, although we do need to wait for the facts to come in, we can reasonably suspect that this terrorist attack on innocent parents and children in a Christmas parade was motivated by radical leftist indoctrination in critical race theory combined with the Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty verdict. Just the very fact that we can suspect that reasonably, that some angry young black man might have seen a whole lot of white people enjoying themselves, daring to have a good time. How dare they be celebrating? It reminds me of a meme I saw years ago. Something to the effect that when you hate somebody, everything they do is offensive to you. And the little imaginary caption down below is, look at that, since there are usually children listening to this, look at that B word over there eating a sandwich. Who does she think she is? When you hate somebody, even just seeing them eating a sandwich and enjoying a sandwich is offensive. So it's plausible in my mind. When you listen to the rhetoric, the rhetoric tells us what's in the heart of the folks who really believe in this critical race theory stuff. They really believe in this Marxist stuff. They really believe in the social justice stuff, collective guilt stuff. Racism is in our DNA stuff. They see a whole bunch of white people enjoying a Christmas parade and they're triggered. Look at those evil, monstrous white people over there enjoying a Christmas parade. Who do they think they are? I'll show them. I'm going to take one for the team. I'm going to punish white America right here, right now. That, ladies and gentlemen, is precisely why Christine Wyman over at NBC is exactly wrong. She's got it exactly backwards. When your little piece of paper, your little authorization, your little credential, your little permission slip blinds you, serves as a blindfold past which you can't see that you are giving permission 
to angry, violent people to do monstrous, evil, heinous things to themselves and other people. And you can't see that because your credential is a blindfold. I don't respect your credential. I don't respect your credential. I've got to leave it there, though. Today I start a new job. Buy my book. If you haven't read it yet, check it out. This is Why We Homeschool, written by yours truly, published the very, very, very end of 2020, available on paperback and e-reader. Most places online where books can be found, check it out. Give it to somebody you love for Christmas this year. And this is why we homeschool. As always, though, thank you for listening. Until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com. Thank you.